The views and opinions on this station do not necessarily represent the Panhandle News Network, WEPM and WCST, or West Virginia Radio Corporation. Here we go! Welcome to Panhandle Live on WEPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. Panhandle Live is brought to you by Sutton and Janelle Attorneys at Law. Visit their new location at 224 West King Street, Martinsburg, and online at suttonandjanelle.com. Here are your hosts, Jordan Nicewarner and Marsha Kavalik. It is Monday, November the 1st, and you are tuned into Panhandle Live, brought to you by Sutton & Janelle, full-service law firm serving West Virginia and Maryland, helping individuals, families, businesses with all of their legal needs, family law, criminal defense, DUI, personal injury, mediation. They provide legal counsel tailored to you. You can visit our new historic location in downtown Martinsburg at 224 West King Street. You can always find them online at suttonandjanelle.com. I'm Jordan Ice Warner. hope you had a great Halloween weekend. I hope you had a safe and fun trick-or-treat last night. Uh, there were a ton of kids and families walking around downtown Martinsburg last night around 6 when uh, the trick-or-treating got started. It was awesome to see. There were some local churches that were doing trunk-or-treats. It was packed with kids and families and uh, ghouls and goblins in downtown Martinsburg, which is always uh, what you want to see, especially around Halloween time, that's for sure. But uh, Martinsburg, especially downtown Martinsburg, has been in the news uh, pretty big here, especially last week. And joining me on the phone, I have uh, Martinsburg Economic Development Community Director Shane Farthing. I have uh, Mark Baldwin, City Manager, and Assistant City Manager Andy Blake joining me on the phone. Gentlemen, how y'all doing? Doing well. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. Good morning. So let's uh, talk about this big news. Uh, the interwoven mill downtown is going to be getting rehabbed, and a lot of money is going to be put being put into it. Uh, so before we really get into the you know bare bones of things, can you kind of let everybody know if they don't necessarily know the history of uh, the mill down there and that whole complex? Uh, yeah, the whole mill complex. We're talking about really two mills that operated for uh, most of the 20th century uh, and the late 19th century. They were both garment mills. Uh, producing socks and clothing, and we're major employers here in town. So we're talking about that 12 acres or so that's right along King Street and just off Winchester Avenue there. It's kind of a 12-acre uh, sort of sort of block in the city there that uh, people know for having a lot of uh, historic buildings, uh, and, and now those buildings are going to be repurposed into something uh, new and exciting. Um, those mills mostly closed in the, uh, in the 70s, and there have been a few attempts at using portions of the building for a couple of different things, but nothing that's really come along and, and been able to use the entire structure again. Um, so that's what we're hoping to see is a couple of phases of redevelopment that would put that whole 12 acres back into good use. Yeah, like you said, there's been a few different uh, reiterations of the building and the plant uh, over the years. So why has this come back up again? Uh, what is the you know background behind the project kind of resurfacing? Well, it's a little bit more than resurfacing. I think this is the kind of project that requires a major investment. And I think what the city with some state and federal partners started doing in 2014 was really trying to figure out what it would take to attract a full redeveloper back to the site and doing some of that groundwork along with the owner uh, and, and really getting some of the environmental condition reports together. Uh, doing some cost analysis of what it would take, and then really trying to recruit someone that had the capital and the wherewithal to take an old building like that and, and, and really make it work. So um, it's been a lot of effort to try and get some folks here that were capable of doing it, but we think we found a good partner who's able to make these historic types of buildings uh, into something new. 
Now, speaking of that partner, because it's not just the city of Martinsburg, you know, doing all this uh, on your own, you have partnered up with uh, Monument Companies out of Richmond, I believe. Uh, so uh, I'm assuming they have some pretty good background with old big buildings like this. I was looking to come with some of their other properties that they have around Richmond and things like that. Uh, and they look pretty nice. They do. And, and, you know, we've got we've had a lot of great partners on this and Monument. We're really excited to work with them because of what they've done in, in Virginia um, we, we did the same thing when they first showed interest. We looked at some of their other projects, and, and they clearly have a, uh, a, a skill in repurposing these historic buildings. Uh, so they've been a great partner. We've also had great partners in the, uh, the, the State Economic Development Office, in the county with the Development Authority. Uh, there's just, everyone's had to help to do something this large, so it, it's really been great to, to see everyone sort of come together on this. I'm speaking with City of uh, Martinsburg about the interwoven mill being rehabbed. Now, why Martinsburg from this monument company? I mean, they are all over the East Coast, uh, you know, doing big rehabs and big projects like this. So how come they landed on Martinsburg and the interwoven mill plant? Well, Jordan, I don't know if you've noticed, but there's a lot of good stuff going on in Martinsburg right now. Absolutely. I want you kind of to expound on that a bit. Yeah, people are seeing that in other places, and it's not just the growth pattern, but it's the fact that we have this really nice historic downtown uh, that, that you know, it needs a little bit of capital investment to be revitalized, but when you're someone who's a capital investor and you see that, mm-hmm. I think this might be a place that I can go and make a difference in serial upside, and I think for those of us who live here, uh, bringing in that kind of investment and into downtown and seeing some of these changes uh, only spurs more success, and that's kind of what we're seeing here. You know, we've, we've seen a couple of good projects come in the past couple of years that excites some new money to come in and to, to work here, and that brings even more. So we're hoping that what we see with the interwoven project here and the perfection project will spur some additional uh, businesses and growth down King Street and really get the whole downtown corridor to be a nice place where everybody can come take a look and you won't see vacant buildings. You'll see businesses that you want to shop at, restaurants you want to dine at. You know, it all kind of comes together, and, and, and we're trying to – you know, focus everything into building a great place in Martinsburg. And, and it's not just locals that see that. And I think that's part of what brought Monument here. It's part of what brought, brought the folks who did the Shenandoah here. And it's part of what's bringing this new investment in downtown properties and new businesses. Yeah, I was going to say, you mentioned uh, all the other properties and things that have kind of come before this big announcement. Uh, and with the Shenandoah and all the different things that are going on, especially around the Martin Street corridor, uh, that definitely has to help. And have you been seeing uh, once... You know, the Shenandoah really got going, and now the Martin Street corridor is kind of all buttoned up. Have you noticed that a lot of people that are coming through, maybe uh, business people, I guess you can say, have noticed that stuff? And, uh, I mean, I guess it has happened with the interwoven mill, but maybe uh, some other, you know, areas of things where they say, hey, there is some, you know, cool stuff happening, and it's happening quick. Yeah, people have definitely noticed. I mean, we've, we've had probably more transactions take place on downtown properties in the past few months than we had for a period of years before that. Um, but it's not just business transactions. I mean, a lot of it's the perception of, of what Martinsburg has to offer. And I think we should give a shout out to Main Street Martinsburg and Robbie Blair for what they pulled off with that food truck festival last week. Say, were you able to make it down to it? I, I was. I actually came after the rain and even after the downpour that, that uh, we got caught in, the, the place was packed. Oh, so yeah. Just the fact that the downtown is able to welcome so many people who see that positive impression and one event can bring out that many people to downtown you can see that there's an excitement growing and we just have to make sure that we get to the point that we have the brick and mortar businesses to really support that on a day-to-day basis 
So huge shout out to Robbie and the Main Street team for bringing that many folks out. Uh, we want to get to the point that our downtown is able to really be a destination every day, not just on the days of the event. Now, there's a pretty big number attached uh, to this project, 80 million. People see that and then I'm sure start to shake a little bit. So what does that 80 million and what does this project in general mean You know, for the local here in Martinsburg, for the taxpayer here in Martinsburg? Is it going to affect uh, you know us at all? Uh, well, the way it's going to affect most people is is by taking those buildings that are currently uh, blighted and dilapidated and making them look nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, really, it, it's not something that's going to change your your taxes in any particular way. The, the what, what's going to happen is that the eighty million goes toward a little bit of remediation of those building needs, and 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 fixing a big building like that is expensive, and fixing a lot of big buildings is mm-hmm. really expensive. Um, so what you're talking about is really mostly construction costs, mm-hmm. costs, just at a scale that is, um, you know, it's, it's it's not unprecedented in Martinsburg because these things were obviously built before. Right. Um, but but doing this in uh, eighteen ninety dollars is different than doing <laughs> twenty twenty dollars. So uh, you know, it, it's it, it's just a costly project to get it all done. But the developers are mostly going to be making their money back through uh, the project itself. So it's not something that's being deeply subsidized in any particular way. Well, let's talk about this project now. What are the plans uh, going into the interwoven building? Well, there's still a lot to be determined. The developers still have to bring before us all of the uh, sort of zoning and permitting stuff that you normally would for a project like this. But uh, fundamentally, it's going to be a mixed-use project with a combination of uh, about 350 or so uh, market-rate high-end sorts of apartment units, mostly one- and two-bedroom probably, though that's still a little bit to be determined. Um, So we're talking about folks that want to be in a sort of downtown, uh, more walkable sort of lifestyle. Uh, And then there's going to be an element of commercial space that I think folks are hoping would be something like a brewery, a distillery, a destination restaurant, but Mm -hmm. there's no no firm contract signed yet. So a lot of this is sort of what we're hoping to see and what the developers are hoping to see. Uh, And we'll have to see how it all works out as, as it gets built. Um, but it's going to come in a couple of different phases. There's there's no way to really do 12 acres all at once. Uh, yeah. It's going to come in a couple of bits and pieces. And uh, how the first phase goes will will drive a little bit of how the future phases go. Um, so we'll be able to ease into it. It's not like this is going to suddenly be $80 million dropped like a rock in the middle of town. Yeah, I mean, there's so many things you could do with a building that big. I mean, uh, now correct me if I'm wrong, it wasn't outlets at one point, right? Uh, no, people have thought that a lot, but there was actually um, there, there's another mill in town that mm. was the outlet that uh, is, is the county building now and over with them. Uh, and and this one has been a few different things. There was a restaurant for a while. The antique center is still there and still operating. Um, the perfection building had some storage uses, and there were some small businesses, bike shop, tattoo shop, things like that, sort of recently in there. Um, it's been kind of a mixed bag, but there's never been that sort of one unifying theme. Uh, that's that's really made it work since it was a garment mill. Yeah, and speaking with the folks from uh, the city of Martinsburg about the interwoven mill uh, rehab revitalization that was just announced last week uh, coming to downtown Martinsburg. And goodness, uh, it's that's such a big deal. And you could tell just by the uh, community reaction how big of a deal it was. I mean, I don't think I saw one negative comment uh, after it was released. Uh, everybody seems so happy to see, you know, this. I mean, it's a gorgeous, huge old mill. Uh, and it's cool to see, you know, something new going into it that seems like it's going to have a good long term effect. Yeah, we're certainly hopeful, and uh, yeah, I, I'd like to have your social media feed if you saw no negatives, because we can always find a couple of folks who want to find up negative. Um, but I think you're right. I think you're right about the overall positive effect of it, and I think that's what um, that you saw the release. Uh, that's what 
Council President Copenhaver, that's what Mayor Knowles, that's what uh, Governor Justice, everybody was just touting this project because it's just a no-brainer that when you can take an existing historic structure and, and really breathe new life into it, the, the, the benefits not just to the economy but to the community are just significant. So I think everyone sees that. Well, I'm certainly looking forward to it. It's cool. I mean, as a uh, still somewhat a newbie here to uh, Martinsburg, I think I've passed my statute by about a month and a half for saying that now. But uh, uh, it's cool to see how quickly, uh, you know, all these new and exciting and uh, different things are coming into downtown Martinsburg. And uh, it's, it's cool to be a part of it. And I'm glad you were able to uh, talk a little bit about it today here on Panhandle Live. Yeah, we were just waiting on you, man. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, it kind of feels like it, honestly, uh, that it would. That everybody was just kind of waiting on me to show up to get everything going. Uh, but real quick before I let you go, uh, is there anywhere where you know people can go and uh, find all the specifics on you know this interwoven mill uh, rehab and all the other things going on with downtown Martinsburg or with Martinsburg in general? Well, the next presentation is actually going to be coming before the council on November 4th at 6.30 p.m. That's when the developers will be here to really formally present this project to the council. And uh, I wouldn't recommend that everybody necessarily uh, try to cram into the council chambers to see it. But if you go to uh, the city's website, we do show uh, all of those council meetings online. So you can stream from there and you'll be able to see the presentation that they bring. Absolutely. Well, I appreciate you uh, calling in this morning to talk about this. This is such an exciting project, and I'm uh, even more surprised. I know uh, City Manager Mark Baldwin's there in the background. I'm surprised he wasn't uh, able to chime in his uh, two cents at all for any of this. Uh, Shane did a great job. He's been involved <laughs> in this project since last January. and I think he hit the nail on the head um, very quickly, just giving kudos to all players involved. Uh, it's been a long-term project, and there's been a lot of parties involved, and you know, it's been a great team effort from the mayor and council to staff to other entities and, and obviously to Monument um, looking at Martinsburg and thinking this is a viable place to do a project. Well, I'm excited about it, and uh, I'm excited at what the future seems to hold here for Martinsburg. Thanks for calling in, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. Again, that was Shane Farthing, Mark Baldwin, and Andy Blake from the city of Martinsburg talking about the big announcement, the interwoven mill downtown uh, right across from the Union Rescue Mission, which we'll be talking to Pastor Tim Garino here in just a few minutes, uh, but right across from there. And it's so awesome to see the revitalization start to happen. You know, the uh, the transformation, if you will, it's like a phoenix, right? You see it uh, rise from the ashes. Well, that's definitely what the interwoven mill is going to be doing. And it seems like that is what the city of Martinsburg has been on a upward trajectory from, uh, and especially since, what, the last six months that I've been here. It's been crazy to see uh, all the changes that have happened. But thanks to the guys there at City of Martinsburg calling in and talking about that. If you missed any of the conversation, you can always listen back to it a little bit later on today. But uh, we got to take a break. We'll come back, chit-chat for a little bit, and then we'll have Pastor Tim Garino from the Martinsburg Union Rescue Mission on uh, to talk about, I mean, all the hundreds of great things that they have going on down there at any given time. So stick around for more here on Panhandle Live on WEPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. From Pawpaw to Harper's Ferry, from Martinsburg to Winchester, it's Panhandle Live. Here are your hosts, Jordan Nicewarner and Marsha Kavalik. Welcome back to Panhandle Live, brought to you by Sutton and Janelle, full-service law firm Swing West Virginia and Maryland. You can visit their new historic location in downtown Martinsburg at 224 West King Street. You can always find them online at suttonandjanelle.com. I'm Jordan Warner. Uh, before the break, we had City of Martinsburg on to talk about the $80 million project to rehab the interwoven mill downtown, which sounds like it is definitely going to be, uh, well, a pretty big deal, that's for sure, here in downtown Martinsburg. It's going to be all kinds of retail space, all kinds of residential space. 
I mean, there's just space in general in that place to fill. So uh, I'll be interested to see what the final plans end up being once they are released. But uh, again, thanks to the guys there from the city, uh, from City Hall to join on to talk about a little bit of that. And uh, coming up here in a few minutes, we're going to have Pastor Tim Garino on from the Martinsburg Union Rescue Mission. But uh, let's take a quick look back at sports from the weekend, especially local sports from the weekend. Of course, we cover Berkeley Springs football here on our sister station, 92.9 WXDC, and they had their, uh, I guess you can call it a rivalry game, maybe a geographical rivalry game uh, with Clear Spring, Clear Spring High School from Clear Spring, Maryland, last uh, this past Friday, and it was a big Berkeley Springs win, 54 to nothing over the Clear Spring Blazers, and uh, it was a big win score-wise, I guess, rivalry-wise, but also playoff-wise, because Berkeley Springs is trying to sneak their way into the back end of the playoffs. Uh, the, the new SSAC rankings, I believe, come out tomorrow morning, or tomorrow afternoon, so we'll see what happens. They were sitting at 19, had to get to about 16 or so to really have a, a good chance. And they got to beat Moorefield on the road next week, too. Uh, if they don't beat them, then they uh, don't have a chance. But if they win, then they got a pretty good chance of making playoffs for the first time. And might have to go back and look. But a, uh, a long while, Coach Terry Ray is doing a great job with that ball team there in his first full year as head coach. Uh, also, another big one here in Martinsburg last week was Martinsburg High going all the way down to Spring Valley. I think that was like a 40-hour bus trip, or I think they might have even flown down to Spring Valley. It's so far away. Uh, but that was pretty much, well, it was the rematch, I think, in the last two years of the AAA West Virginia State Championship game, and it was uh, just as good a game as it was billed to be. Ended up being 35-30 Spring Valley, beating Martinsburg, giving them their first loss of the season, and it was a barn burner. I kind of wish uh, it wasn't, you know, four-day travel away, and I'd gone down to watch that one. But then, college-wise, locally, on the road last weekend or this past weekend was Shepard and they took a big 62 to 18 win over Bloomsburg on the road and of course we cover or carry Shepard uh, University Athletics in general over on 95.9 the big dogs make sure uh, if you are a Shepard fan you're tuning into that but that just sets Shepard up uh, to keep doing what they're doing they got to win out to keep everything on the tracks they will not be because of their loss to Kutztown back on September, I believe that was the 25th or somewhere around there. Uh, with that loss to Kutztown, that takes them out of the PSAC Conference Championship, of their conference championship game, uh, but they just got to keep winning. Got East Stroudsburg at home this coming Saturday, and then in two weeks on the schedule as it stands now is Slippery Rock, which that's going to be a huge home game, final home game of the year at Shepard, but that could change depending on you know different wins and how playoff brackets... You, play out D2 playoff football gets crazy once you get to the end of the year you don't really know who you're playing until pretty much you walk out on the field but it should end up being a pretty tough season or a pretty good season for uh, the Shepherd University Rams football team who again took the win this past Saturday 62-18 on the road at Bloomsburg and again uh, we cover Berkeley Spring Sports over on 92.9 WXDC and we cover Shepherd Sports over on 95.9 the big dog but after this break we're going to be speaking with Martinsburg Union Rescue Mission's superintendent Dr. and Pastor Tim Garino uh, he'll be in to talk about some donations that uh the uh, the mission needs, of course, Chad Williams is going to be uh, doing his love in action on November 11th, and uh, we're going to be talking about all that stuff and more here in just a few minutes with Pastor Tim Greener from the Martinsburg Union Rescue Mission right here on WEPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. It's Panhandle Live, part of the Panhandle story for 75 years with hosts Jordan Nicewarner and Marsha Kavalik. 
Welcome back to Panhandle Live, brought to you by Sutton and Janelle, full-service law firms for West Virginia and Maryland, helping individuals, families, businesses with all of their legal needs. You can visit their new historic location in downtown Martinsburg at 224 West King Street. You can always find them online at suttonandjanelle.com. I'm Jordan Ice Warner. Uh, before the break, we were talking about some uh, local athletics. Berkeley Springs getting a win, Shepard getting a win, and Martinsburg taking a big loss uh, on the road at Spring Valley, pretty much down, I think, in like Kentucky or Georgia, however far away they had to go for that Spring Valley game. Uh, ended up taking the th- five-point loss. So, uh, yeah, it was a big sports weekend, but it's always a big day when you're talking to Pastor Tim Greener from the Martinburg Union Rescue Mission. How are you doing this morning? I'm doing great, and thanks for having us on here again. And I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I mean, there's a lot of sports stuff that went on. Uh, my team, Notre Dame, won this weekend. Oh, you're so. a Notre Dame guy. <laughs> oh, my goodness. You know, I thought I liked you for a while, and then you had to say you were a Notre Dame guy. Yeah, they, they won, so and they're back in the top ten, so I'm all excited. There you go. And it was a good weekend, and uh, my Arizona Cardinals lost, but they're, they're still up there. They're still up there. So how, how come you're a Notre Dame fan and an Arizona Cardinals fan? Well, How'd that work out? I, I grew up. Uh, I grew up in the Northeast. I grew up in Allentown, Pennsylvania. Okay. And, uh, everybody in our neighborhood was Notre Dame. Right. I mean, it was big Notre Dame. And I uh, got to go see a game when I was young, Notre Ooh, Dame. I'd love to go see a game. I, I remember, there. well, we went, I think it was the, the Tony Dorsett was played for Pitt at yeah. the time. And uh, we sat there and we were throwing snowballs at him the entire time <laughs> and, uh, you know, hitting the guys. In the, that was back in the day when you could do that. You'd get away with stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, you can't do that no more. You'd go to jail for that. But, I mean, <laughs> college games are something else, man. Hey, I mean, what, you know, it's, it's all about the fans. and That's uh, right. And we had a blast. But, I mean, of course, Tony Dorsett, they, they went undefeated. And, yeah. And, and they beat He was Notre definitely Dame. the one to try to get under his skin. Yeah. yeah and we didn't we didn't do a good job because we lost. And he, they went undefeated that year. And he won the Heisman and all that. Right. And went on but uh no Notre Dame big big fan there so um but yes and but we're glad now I hope that doesn't hurt me with the rescue mission <laughs> well West Virginia has played Notre Dame several times and yeah. they've been back and forth oh, wins losses wins losses I feel so. like Notre Dame's one of those teams where you don't really dislike Notre Dame if you're yeah. not a fan because you yeah. can't really dislike them. All you got to say is, all you got to do is watch Rudy and I think it kind of re- That's it. does everybody's fanhood. But one thing uh, that is uh, at least shaping up to be a pretty good thing for the rescue mission and we were talking about uh, this with the city of Martinsburg yeah. folk uh, earlier this hour was this or is this interwoven mill rehab which is directly across the street oh, from the mission. Yeah, we're, we're right center with it and we're excited. I'm so excited for that to be um turned around and see livelihood in there and it's been dead for so many Mm -hmm. decades and we're excited just like the city we're excited that's going to bring a lot of uh newness to the area uh probably it'll also bring up the area a lot and we're excited Um, we're excited because we keep the area clean on our side and it'll be great to see that area cleaned up and that's such a cool looking building too over there yeah whole complex well Coming from Syracuse, New York, I spent some time there at the Syracuse yeah. Rescue Mission, nine and a half years. They had a, a buildings like that, and they turned it into a spaghetti warehouse and oh, retail. Wow. And I think the spaghetti warehouse is still there. Really? But they went into an area like that, te- old textile, because Syracuse mm-hmm. had all that. And they turned it around and made huh. a huge impact. Um, so that that's awesome. Plus, the Rescue Mission had a lot of the old textile buildings. We did the same. Went in. Still has the brick. Mm-hmm. They're solid buildings. Those, oh, they're you, not. They're not going anywhere. Yeah, you can't build buildings like that anymore. Uh-uh. I mean, not for the price they build them back then. I Absolutely. mean, it would be millions and millions. But I'm excited, and it's going to be a great central area. It's right off of King Street. It's right around from Foxcroft. I yep. mean, 
um, I'm, I'm so excited for the future. And I thank God for the city and their leadership to make that happen. And all the, the folks that made that happen, mm-hmm. I'm sure there's a lot of folks involved in that. And oh, yeah. God bless them for that kind of vision. Yeah, I think it's going to be super cool. I'm excited to start seeing when the plans start really coming out and seeing what they're going to put in there. I know it's going to be a bunch of apartments and then some retail things. Uh, and it's it's pretty cool. And it's going to be a big deal uh, for Martinsburg and the area in general. But what's been going on down at the Mission? You've been keeping busy, I'm sure, especially yeah. now that we're getting oh, into the cold weather. Yeah, our numbers are going up now. And we're excited. Um, we do, um, especially in our numbers going up uh, with everybody coming in with the cold weather. But November 11th, Veterans Day, we have our big event coming up with Chad Williams, um, Love in Action. It's our give back and uh, tickets are uh, available. You can go online at martinsburgunionrescuemission.com or come down to the mission and get your tickets. The tickets are free. Mm-hmm. We just need to know how many tickets, so how many seats we set up that night. And um, we're just excited. The tickets are free. Come on out. Bring your, it's family friendly. He is a, a very inspirational speaker. Yeah, I was going to say, for people that might just be tuning in and hear about this for the first time, can you speak a little bit about Love and Action and Chad Williams? Yeah, he's a Navy SEAL and has a, uh, a, a tremendous record a com- uh, in combat and uh, otherwise. And he's going to share his uh, testimony about being a Navy SEAL. He wrote a book and um, it's exciting. And he's uh, all about sharing the gospel and overcoming obstacles, which mm-hmm. which in today's society, I mean, there's so many obstacles before us and it oh, just yeah. keeps coming at us and coming at us and coming at us. And he shares from his perspective, all the overcoming the obstacles he had to overcome as a Navy SEAL. And then as a personal individual, you know, dealing with a lot of things. And he really, really is a good, clear communicator mm-hmm. and inspirational. Uh, anywhere from junior high, high school, college, and up, he is very inspirational. You can bring the family. Um, again, the tickets are free. Go online. It's our give back to the community, the Martinsburg Union Rescue Mission, and our give back. I mean, we have a. It's just a large uh, uh, veteran yeah. uh, community. Oh yes. And um, we have had generous sponsors that have provided to pay for all this, and now we're able to give out, give back. That's why the tickets are free. Um, we got a group coming in from Frederick, Third Day um, Community Church in Frederick. They're going to provide the music that night. It's at IBC Independent Bible Church. We thank uh, Pastor Mark there for letting us use his facility. He's not charging us. Mm-hmm. So very generous people to make this event all come together and make it free for the community and be inspirational and uplifting. Right, and it'll be cool to you know hear what Chad Williams has to say because I feel like sometimes when you think about inspirational speakers that are military people, especially somebody that did as much as being a SEAL like Chad Williams, I, I feel like sometimes it's hard to make that personal connection with them because yeah. some of the things and situations that they're speaking about are so out of the norm of what would happen to me on a day-to-day you know basis but then when you hear and i've uh, listened to a couple of his uh, things on youtube since we've been talking about it for a while here and it's impressive how he can break it down he can still give you those you know crazy examples of you know life or death situations and whatnot but he can break it down to how you can kind of process it and you know take it to your day-to-day level yes and that's what and and that's what he talks about and makes it very clear and it's inspirational to overcome you know we all have challenges and stuff that we face on a day-to-day basis it might not be on a navy seal level but right. to us it is a challenge in a mountain absolutely and it's very important so we also have our thanksgiving meal coming up i was just up. about to ask you yes, you got we thanksgiving have our thanksgiving meal coming up and we need uh turkeys pies uh all the fixing containers uh, yeah containers um yeah to go to uh, containers we need vegetables fruits all the fixings uh potatoes stuffing uh, 
A lot of coffee. Right now, we need a lot of coffee. Oh, me too. Yeah, but yeah. please, please. Uh, <laughs> our coffee is getting low. If you can uh, bring us coffee. Also, laundry detergent. This time of the year, our numbers go up. Our washing machine goes up. We do a lot of washing. Um, we Our wa- laundry machine goes from 8 o'clock in the morning to 11 o'clock at Ooh. night, seven days a week. We're constantly... Um, washing clothes uh, with people coming in. It, it is a challenge every day. So laundry detergent, coffee, uh, the Thanksgiving, uh, all kinds of fixings we, we serve. Remember, we serve three meals a day. So yeah, there's some other groups serving that day, which is important, and we don't compete with them. Mm-hmm. But at night, you know, the dinner, everybody's still hungry. So we feed the dinner, we feed the breakfast. So, and then the next day and the next day and the next day. So we, we are, we're excited and a lot of good things happening. Also at the event, mm-hmm. we're going to make an announcement about our emergency transitional, our emergency family transitional housing. Oh, that's right. I yeah. Forgot. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We're going to make a big announcement about that. And that's going to be our kickoff for our campaign. You don't want to give us a little sneak peek here. Well, our, our, our goal is 800,000. It's going to, yeah. we, we got all the numbers in the architect, all the numbers in. And so we'd like to raise half of that by the end of the year. So then we could put out on bid to contractors in the beginning of the year mm-hmm. and then get that ball rolling and hope we can raise the other half by the end of uh, uh, June of next year. So we can then complete the remodeling of 604 West King Street into five units for emergency family transitional housing, which is needed in this area. That'd be, that'd be huge. Yeah, it's a it's a gap that we're filling. Now, they'll say, well, only five. Well, five's better than none because right now there's none. Right. And five's a start because like the Bible says, if, you, if you're good with a little, he'll bless you with a lot. And we need to start a little. But that 800,000 is going to cover the remodeling, the startup cost of putting everything in there, and then two years of staffing it. And you do that because then it's, you know, a lot of people will build things, but then they'll come back to the community and say, well, now we need money for yeah. staffing. Yeah. No, this covers everything for the wow. two years. And then then the staffing rolls over into the regular general fund of the rescue mission. Wow. And we're excited about that, but we got a great announcement um, to make that night and kick off the event and kick off the fundraising for that. So we're really excited. Again, speaking with Pastor Tim Garino from the Martinsburg Union Rescue Mission about, and you say, you know, you're just doing a little with, the, or starting with a little here with, the, you know, the transitional housing and stuff, but goodness, the amount, of, the amount that you do and your people do and the mission does for the people here in the Panhandle and the surrounding area is amazing. It's always so impressive talking to you and hearing all the stuff you do. I don't know how you all can get it all done in a day in a week yeah. really goodness i mean i could barely get my work done in a day here let alone all the stuff yeah. that you guys are doing so it's very impressive uh and can you let everybody know where they can find all this information where they can get in touch especially about the love and action which is gonna uh, love and action with chad williams which is coming up on november 11th at 6 30 at independent bible church in hedgesville yes they can go online at the martinsburg union rescue mission.com and get that information get the tickets they can order their tickets online uh we could either have them wait for them at the door they can come by the mission and pick them up also so we're going to have another announcement in maybe a week or two about the plastic um, bottles and stuff. Yeah. Um, we're coordinating something with the, uh, the Berkeley County solid waste, mm-hmm. and we might be in the uh, process of taking some plastic back again. Wow. And that would be great. Cause, um, and so we're working on some things with them, coordinate with them. We'll see what happens here in the near future. And um, again, thank you guys for letting us on. Uh, thanks so much. This is a blessing coming on here. And as we get more information, I will 
let you guys know and keep you updated. Absolutely. And I appreciate you coming in to talk about it. Now, uh, real quick, yesterday was Halloween. Did you do yes. anything at the uh, mission for Halloween this past weekend? Uh, Did we, you trick-or-treating or anything? It's, it's trick-or-treat every day at the mission. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Don't get offended out there. I'm just kidding. We have to have a sense of humor. We deal with all kinds of stuff every day at the Martinsburg Union Rescue Mission. Um, that we did throughout the, there was a, a church that gave us a bunch of bags of uh, candy that we, um, all of the last two weeks were given out at our uh, meal times to, to families with kids mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So we did that, but no, we try to, we, <laughs> we try to stay calm yeah, no, I at, at that time it. of the year. I can only imagine, yeah. uh, sitting there, you're sitting there at the rescue mission. You have a bunch of people coming up in costume all yeah, of a sudden. I'm yeah. sure that'd be a little bit of a shock. Yeah. We, we get enough, <laughs> we get enough stuff to deal with. We don't need to add to our, I guarantee our, it again. Uh, speaking with Martinsburg union rescue missions, pastor Tim Greeno. Thanks for stopping in. Always oh, yeah. love uh, chatting with you and make sure you come back once these announcements are starting to come available and tell us about them too. Oh yeah. All right. Thanks a lot. Absolutely. And stick around for more here on Panhandle live on WEPM and WCST, the Panhandle news network. Welcome back to Panhandle Live. Here are your hosts, Jordan Nicewarner and Marcia Kabalik. Welcome back to Panhandle Live, brought to you by Sutton & Janelle, full-service law firms from West Virginia and Maryland, helping individuals, families, businesses with all their legal needs, family law, criminal defense, DUI, personal injury, mediation. They provide legal counsel tailored to you. You can visit our new historic location in downtown Martinsburg at 224 West King Street. You can always find them online at SuttonAndJanelle.com. If you've been the show so far, you can always listen back to it over on our Panhandle Live Facebook page or on our Panhandle Live Spotify page. And I was on our Panhandle Live Spotify page this weekend because I had a conversation, if you missed it last week, uh, on Friday, had a conversation with a uh, lady, a local lady that is one of the most impressive and uh, you know amazing ladies that I think I've ever had uh, the pleasure to meet. And you'll hear that here in a second. It's uh, Cheryl Rustin, Carol Rustin, rather. Carol Rustin uh, called it on Friday. She uh, is 73 years old, I believe. Uh, she's running 5K. She's uh, you know qualifying for the Maryland Senior Olympics, and she's qualifying uh, for the Senior Olympics in general, like the whole thing, the big thing, the Senior Olympics. And she's doing this all while, of course, 73 and blind. Yeah, it's very impressive. And uh, I wanted to play a little bit of uh, our conversation from last Friday because at the end of it, she talks about how she is in need of a treadmill. I mean, look, she doesn't want to be out here running in this cold weather all winter long as she's prepping for the Senior Olympics, for the Olympics and she would be all out in the cold uh, running around, which I don't blame her at all. So I want you, I want you to hear a little bit about her story. Uh, again, it's uh, Cheryl, Carol Rustin uh, talking about how well how amazing she is, really. I do have uh, my first guest to join me on the phone. And uh, luckily, she called me this morning. And it's a friend of the program. And she has called in before. She is one of the more impressive ladies I think I've ever had uh, the pleasure of meeting. And it's Carol Rustin joining me on the phone. How are you doing this morning, Carol? I'm fine. Thank you. Absolutely. So uh, for those that weren't around the first time you joined us here on Panhandle Live, tell us a little bit about yourself and a little bit about the things you do, uh, you know, not only athletically, but around, you know, the Panhandle area. Um, well, the that I am involved in is that I'm the president of the Eastern Chapter of the Federation of the Blind, and um, also I... I've uh, done volunteering uh, activities, fundraising activities. For an example, 
Um, last year, we actually, we meaning the um, Eastern Panhandle chapter of the National Federation of the Blind, we had a fundraiser via phone, um, and we raised and donated to the women's shelter $400 to help uh, displace uh, individuals. Wow. Hey, uh, you're always on about doing something, it seems, huh? Yes. <laughs> now, and then the last time you came in, we were talking about how you ran, and correct me if I'm wrong, uh, was it a 5K or a, a pretty long-distance run, and you are one of, uh, well, and you set a milestone for that too, didn't you? Yes, I did. I, I actually ran a 5K uh, marathon. And again, uh for people, because you were kind of breaking up there uh, right at the beginning when you came on, uh, but for people that don't know, you are blind, correct? Correct. Right. So running 5K, I mean, it's tough for me to run a 5K, let alone uh, if I wasn't you know, able to see where I was going. So that makes it all the more impressive. And it took you a while to kind of uh, train for that and get ready for that, right? It, it took me a while only because I trained myself. I actually... Um, did uh, some speaking as far as having a trainer, and um, I was not actually um, fortunate to have a trainer, so I trained myself. And I also wanted to be noted that um, not only am I blind, but also I'm 73 years old. So um, it, it has been an interesting adventure for me, but um, also rewarding. I was going to ask you to let everybody know how old you are, but, you know, it's always a little touch and go asking people what their age is, you know. I was always told uh, always to stay a l- wary of that question. Uh, but your training has definitely kept you going, and it's gotten you to an even uh, bigger milestone, and that's with the Maryland State Olympics, right? Tell everybody uh, what you just accomplished with that. Uh, that was actually, um, I participated in that on September 4th of this year, and, of course, it's the Maryland State Olympics, and um, it actually is a pre-qualifier for me to participate in the National Senior uh, Games Olympic uh, Association, which will be held in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, Ooh. on May 10th through May 23rd of 2022. Wow, so you get a trip uh, down to Florida, huh? Yes, yes, I do. Nice. So, uh, and I'm not really familiar with this either, so I'm asking this question really for me. Uh, Can you tell us a little bit more about the Senior Olympics and kind of what that entails? Well, the Senior Olympics actually is for anyone who's 50 years of age um, or older to participate. And um, it's actually open up to uh, anyone throughout the uh, United States. So, um, it's not only actually for Maryland, but also for other states as well. And um, we actually have to um, be uh, be able to qualify in order to participate in the uh, National Senior Games. So what was the uh, qualifying process like for uh, the Maryland State Olympics one? Was it pretty intense? Um, it was intense. So, so they had various um, events that one can participate in. I actually did the 5K, but there are other events as well. So for an example, there's archery, there's pickleball, there is also um, track and field. 
So they're soccer, basketball, so they're various activities. So tell us about your uh, 5K event. Obviously, the result uh, was the outcome that you wanted, but uh, what was it like leading up to it and during the race? Uh, uh, I tell you, that was very, that was very <laughs> interesting, to say the least, because what happened, and I'll try to, to shorten it as much as I possibly can. No, take your, we got plenty of time. Take your time. Okay, thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what happened is that, um, as I said, the, the um, race was actually held on September 4th. So, um, actually, the person who is my granddaughter who has been running with me, um, she sustained an injury on September 3rd. So, she couldn't run with me for the event. Oh, no. Yeah, so that left me scrambling. <laughs> so needless to say, with that being being mm-hmm. being done, um, also that same day, uh, which was in the latter part of the uh, afternoon, um, it was more like five, like four o'clock or so. Mm-hmm. I got a call from the transportation person saying that he was unable to transport me. <laughs> son. Um, who's 10 years old, had COVID. Oh, no. That meant I didn't have anyone to run with, and I didn't have transportation. Oh, and, so how'd you get around uh, that? I, I, I was in panic mode, <laughs> but yet I was in panic mode, but at the same time, I had this calmness within me. Mm-hmm. Um, I began calling people, reaching out, trying to find out if there was anyone who can actually transport me that was my first uh, objective was to get there and um, i didn't have any luck with receiving any calls uh return calls because of course that was over the labor day holiday oh my goodness everything was stacking up against you (laughs) was and um so uh with the final call i made to my dearest friend, Kathy Hansen. She had just gotten back from her vacation, mm-hmm. uh, actually, in, um, I think it was in Utah. Oh, goodness. Um, Idaho. It was Idaho. Oh, wow. And That's she, a heck of a trip. Yes. And I thought, oh, I'm going to reach out to her, but more than likely, she's not going to be able to do it because she's just returning from her trip. Mm-hmm. But she told me that she would be able to transport me. And that was a little bit of my conversation with Cheryl Rustin uh, last Friday. She's one of the more amazing ladies that I've ever spoken to. 73 years old, blind, and competing in all these athletic events. And not just competing in them, uh, but you know, placing in them, but, you know, winning these things, being competitive in these races. So uh, very cool lady, very cool story. If you missed any of it, make sure you listen back to it again. It was this past Friday's episode of Panhandle Live. Uh, but, yeah, at the end of that, she talks about how she is in need of a treadmill. She doesn't have a treadmill. She doesn't want to be doing all this running and training for the Olympics outside this winter, which I do not blame her one bit. Uh, so, yeah, she's looking for a treadmill. She has all her contact information and everything uh, at the end of that interview, again, from last Friday here on Panhandle Live. But that just about does it for me today here, of course, on Panhandle Live. Uh, if you missed any of it, we had City of Martinsburg on at the beginning of the show to talk about the $80 million rehab of the interwoven mill downtown. Then we had Pastor Tim Garino on uh, to talk about everything happening down at the Union Rescue Mission, especially Love in Action with Chad Williams on November 11th at 6.30. Free event, by the way. Uh, But yeah, that just about does it for us on Panhandle Live on WB.
WPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. Have a good one. Talk to you tomorrow. WEPM Martinsburg and WCST Berkeley Springs. This is the Panhandle News Network, a West Virginia Radio Corporation station.